Carefully now, the man from prison observes his chessboard, the clock ticking methodically in the background. Alone by himself in this dark room, a single light hangs overhead as he begins to move his pieces. First, the mage. Tablets to be recovered by all gods but me. To watch the heavens is solemn duty. <laughs> she attempts to pass, but I deny. She tries to go around, and I strike her down. Who am I? And you checked out three books. You see the guy at the front. He checks out the first two books, and he sees the cookbook. He slams the chess piece down. The hero piece. If the knights ever discovered that it was the black sheep who murdered the leader, the successor's will would be... You know, I really like this black sheep that you've been talking about, but I think he has one really big problem he's just not taking a look at. The way his group thinks. Break the rules. He lightly places this piece down, and a blue flash like fire appears in his eyes, and then subsides. The thief piece. Yes, I'm gonna just make a dragon appear in the middle of the street. Did you do that? Owl takes off his hat and he says, all right, try try this. This hat usually helps me change my disguise. And I think maybe it would be more useful if you had it. He places the thief piece back down in its original position and moves on towards the dragon piece. And they say, hey, mister, do you want to play with us? Sure. Can I be dragon? That's the enemy. So, and he's holding a, uh, a quarter staff. So he walks on over to you. He's like, "Hey, thanks for playing with the thanks for playing with the kids for a little bit." He's like, "My name's Abel." A sly grin crosses his face as he moves the dragon piece a few paces to the left, and then moves towards the dwarf piece. He has to go back to the other bars to get his stuff. You know what that bar crawl bar do? You scared of a rematch, liquor? Ladies, I will have to politely decline. So you see, like they're just like, we gotta get back to the subway. And they start bounce, banging heads again, because they're going to work. The chess pieces fly off the board as he swipes them upon seeing the image. A pain look crosses his face, and for a moment he's consumed by his rage, and then it subsides, and he calmly readjusts his hair and sets the pieces back up again. Two more days, he says to himself. Two more days. should be recorded. Corley, do we have any technical difficulty? Hey, did you just clap? <laughs> welcome everybody to the cursed session. Yeah, everybody listening. All right, everybody, uh, welcome back. Uh, welcome back to Good Job Adventures. This is episode 10, the cursed episode. I say cursed mostly because Corley got locked out of uh, one of his rooms. Morgan deleted uh, his pre-session audio. Yeah, we, we, we've been running into a lot of technical difficulties today. So um, yeah, welcome to the cursed session. So all of you uh, are awake now inside of Larry's uh, after the long sleep you took to cure your hangovers and uh, uh, from the binge drink that Larry had set up for you the previous day before. And as you walk down the stairs into the main section of the bar, you see Larry hanging decorations all around. Streamers droop from the tall ceilings, glitter covers the floor, strobe lights are flickering on and off, and you see a group of four setting up equipment on the right side of the bar next to the ball pit. Uh, they seem to be a band. 
So as soon as you guys all come down to this, uh, it, it seems like the festivities are uh, being set up for here in Larry's bar, uh, he comes over to you all and he says, Hey, if it isn't my best usuals, ha <laughs> ha! And he comes up over to you guys and he uh, he scatters glitter all over you and uh, laughs at you guys. <laughs> I have a question for you. Yes. I, I never asked this before, uh, but why do you have a ball pit? Why do I have a ball pit? Yes. Well, uh, it, well, when I bought the place, it had one, and I just didn't feel like taking it out. And why not have a ball pit? You want to go in the ball pit? Uh, not right now. If I, if I buy a usual, do I get an extra hour in the ball pit? Oh, uh, yes, you do. <laughs> uh, okay, ignoring the ball pit for now, what are you guys setting up for? It seems like a festival or, or something. Well, you'd be right. Yeah, the festival's going on. Oh wait, you know about the festival? Why well, wouldn't? Yeah, why? Well, I, why wouldn't I know about it? Fantastic! Then I don't have to explain. No, I'm just kidding. So, Ander, seeing this, is gonna pull out a Festivals of Ruel book. Okay. So I'm just gonna let you know right now, since we, since you got like those three books, I'm gonna allow you to read one a session. Is this the one you wanna default to read today? Sure. Okay. So you whip open the book, and we're just gonna say that you read it previously. Spends entire session reading the book. <laughs> See you later, Morgan. I wrote I wrote thirty pages, so get ready. <laughs> oh no! So the first the festival that you're able to find uh, that coincides with well the the time frame here is called Mistra's Return Festival. So the Mistra's Return Festival happens once every seven years in hopes of uh, in hopes to return the spirit of Mistra to the world. After her untimely end by the hand of Helm, magic has never been the same. It feels different. The people party, rejoice, and pray for her safe return to make the world a happier place than the days and the times immediately preceding her death. Would you say she's going to make magic great again? Yes. <laughs> it took Ender. A, it took him a whole day to read that paragraph. <laughs> nah, it's like yeah. Apparently, he's out of the session for the rest of the day, so he kept trying to eat the book. Yeah, he <laughs> he ate all the pages and then spit them back up, and it gave him that summary paragraph. From the entirety of his reading. No, I just want to have it like he was reading the book. That's just that's just what he gets from it. Like so for the party and like easily for people to digest. Don't say digest. <laughs> this is not last <laughs> session. <laughs> so uh, Larry. So what uh, what are the guys? Is that your band over there? Yeah, it's my band, my boys. They just got back from break. What are they? What are they playing over there? Uh, so if you take a deep, all right, so Larry says, oh, they got, uh, they got quite a few instruments. Uh, and he goes and he takes a look, uh, and he says, Question. yes. What, so we see the band members. Yes. Do you want to describe them? I will. That's not a question. That was aggressive. Holy shit. Dang, so that was, that was some aggressive. <laughs> He's going to tell you the instruments without describing the characters. Uh, I have a quick question, Vin. Why are you so bad at DMing? God damn it. Yeah, I Vin, know, you, right? you want to like, run the campaign? All right, please? sure. I mean, if I must, you, you didn't I'll even DM correctly. I like how Coily interrupted Vin's flavor text to tell him that Vin should do flavor text. <laughs> uh, hey, Vin, hey. What, uh, what does Bane even do? Shut up. <laughs> God damn it. Wait, I can tell you what Bane does. No, you can't, apparently. He's Gotham's Reckoning. No, wait, what is what is band to do? No, uh, God. The mm. yeah, I've, been conf I've been pondering that for like the last seven episodes. Welcome and... to the curse session. Yeah, no, this is the curse <laughs> session. So as I'm about to describe the band and their instruments, I'm told 
by Breathweaver, as Larry's about to say, oh yeah, here's my band. Breathweaver takes over and says, no, you're going to say, here's the instruments. Here's Larry's band. Uh, Larry's band consists of four players. I'm doing it as Breathweaver. Uh, there's, uh, there's Dingo, the drummer. Uh, he's a, he's a werewolf. Uh, there's J- Gerald. W- what voice is this? This is yours. No, it is. <laughs> go, go. This is Gerald. He's the, he's our, uh, main, main, uh, party rocker over there. He's got long hair and he's a human. There's Roland. He's also a human. He got some curly hair and he plays the bass. Uh, and then there's uh, Zephyralius, the elf who plays the sax. <laughs> And that's his band. That is such a terrible impersonation of Breathweaver. Holy shit. You're welcome. Me big brain voice. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I did my best impression. I knew it. Larry, Larry, Larry. If I remember correctly, Larry. Yes. In the simulation, you said there was a triangle player. Now there's no one playing the triangle. So you see, as soon as you say that, you see a... As soon as I say that, Vin retcons. No. It's not a retcon. So, as soon as you say that, you see Dingo pull out a triangle and hang it on one of the symbols for the drum, and he bangs a little bit. And he's like, they do have a triangle. Hmm. Yeah, right. Good enough for me. Thank you. Well, I mean, the band's the band's all here. Uh, but essentially, this is we're all setting up for the for uh, the Mister's Return Festival. I'm gonna win it this year, guys. Win what? Well, there's a there's a contest. So 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 every so often. There's a, inside the festival, there's a contest for the best bar award. And uh, I want the cash that comes along with it. And to beat that, uh, that bub grub so he can wipe that smug look off his face. I don't like that guy. Gives me the heebie-jeebies. So you want to wipe the smug mug off of bub grub? Yes. No, the, the smug mug off of grub, the bub. That's what I want to do. So I actually was wondering if you guys would be able to do me a little favor. Yeah, what's up? Sabotage? Not, <laughs> I like the way you think, but not quite. What I would like you guys to do is help me market a little bit. I haven't been in town for a while now, and I was wondering if we would be able to have you guys uh, go around the city and hit up a couple places, uh, see if we can get some more more uh, customers, some more guys to try some usuals, you know? Okay. Sounds good. Uh, well, are, are there any places where you, are there any specific places where you would like us to go? Wait, Actually, wait. Wait, Wilhelm, why don't we ask what he's going to give in return if we help him out? We don't work for free. I mean, I, I never said that I would do it for free. Yeah, Wilhelm charges are, are very exorbitant sum for his services. Damn it, I have been found out. <laughs> well, in regards to this, what I would be giving you would be 5% of profits from the nights of the festival. Thought you were going to say five-person book bid for a second. <laughs> oh, no. And the free uh, key to the to the special, the, my most special room upstairs. Well, oh, then. the suite. Yeah, the, the large suite. It houses five. <laughs> what the fuck is going on right now? Say what? Do we have a deal? Why don't we confer as a group and maybe I'll bring, every, I'll bring in everyone to a huddle. Be like, ooh. So what, you think we should do it, uh? I mean, that doesn't really seem like it's helping us find the tower. We could also ask for other information while we're doing it. Think about it this way. I mean, it has us talking to people. All right. Think about it this way. If we go, go into the town and kind of schmooze about, we could p- perhaps use that as a way to find intel or information about where the tower is. True. That's what I just said. 
Well, uh, too bad, Breath Weaver. Good idea, Wilhelm. Good idea, Wilhelm. <laughs> Great job, Wilhelm. Larry's it on the circle. Yeah, you guys totally could grab some intel from all the places you're going to be going. Wait a second, am I not allowed in the huddle? No, by all means. But now you are here, so welcome. I don't know why you're trying to force your way into the middle of the circle, though. That's not how a huddle works. <laughs> is that it, is weird. Is it not? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna keep hanging upstream. Uh, actually, one quick. Wait, Larry. Quick. You know, pray, right? You said you 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 were his best friend. Well, kinda. Yes, Th- maybe, perhaps. Has he has he said that about you, or is it just you saying that? I'd like to believe it. So it's just you. It's just me. Has he said anything about the tower? I mean, to be fair, Larry's allowed in the game and owns a bar there. So uh, uh, he gets at least some preferential treatment. Well, all right. Either way. Maybe not best. Moving on. Has he told you anything about the tower, about how he got his simulation? Any intel you can give us from him, perhaps? Hmm. Well, now that does indeed sound like something that I can offer you. In return for doing my quest. Ooh. This does seem like a, f- a fair exchange. So I got so I got me some marketers? Yeah. Sure. Yes. Yes. Do you have, like, places you think are good to start off in? Yes, I do. So as soon as you say that, um, Larry's going to go behind his bar and pull out a sack and a piece of paper. So he hands over to you all a, a list uh, along with the sack. And the list only has one location on it, and it says Sector G. And then Larry, uh, Larry says, yeah, "That'll that'll fill out as you uh, as you go along there. And uh, the sack will give you uh, what items you may or may not need in regards to swaying people to come to my bar." All right, seems good. And also, just to let you guys know, uh, to get to Sector G uh, from where I am, that's actually where the uh, where the dwarves are currently doing some excavation. You just uh, walk out of my bar. Go straight past the library, up Main Street, and then take a right, and then you'll go. You'll see Sector G. You can't miss it. All right. Okay. Thanks. Sounds good. Should we break the huddle now or what? Yeah, I think I, we should, I, I, think, so. I, think, I think that should be broken now. All right. No, Larry, you you can wait until we break the huddle to get out of the middle. It's not. Boo! Forty-two. Huddle. Hike. And then he just he breaks the huddle and he get he he runs out and starts hanging up streamers again. Uh, but that's um, that's your guys' quest for right now. Uh, you guys gonna head on out? Yeah, might as well. Let's do it. You got it. So as you guys um, exit the uh, the Chillin' Dragon, uh, you kind of look forward. Larry's direction seemed to be perfectly fine. You find your way um, all the way out of the bar. You pass by the library on your right. You can see Grub's Pub from there. Uh, it's also in the same kind of like cul-de-sac-y like area. Uh, the buildings that you're walking past are quite tall. Most of them are, are comprised either out of wood or brick. The the town is like a varying, like kind of like a New York City kind of vibe. Like uh, people are running by back and forth. Uh, it's it's fairly it's fairly like a large city type of thing. And as soon as you get to Main Street, that's when you start to see like every, all the hustle and bustle start to happen. Uh, you see a bunch of uh, vendors essentially trying to sell you some fruits and uh, veget- vegetables. They're trying to foist off some goods on you all. Uh, as you pass by the carts, you notice um, just like a bunch of patrons going up, bargaining prices. You seem like this is a pretty, like, where a lot of business happens on Main Street. You walk past the Dusk Till Dawn um, bar that you went into, Wilhelm. You also walk past the Beast Shot. 
uh, the lot of parking, as you see inside the dark alleyway. You go, you go past a couple of blocked subway entrances, and then you end up getting to the end of Main Street uh, towards the north side of town and take a right. Um, once you do so, uh, you walk right on up there to another, what it seems to be like, uh, open square. And Elagos, you can see the, uh, courthouse there, uh, as well as the jail that you were in just the keep day just previously. Keep you, keep, you just kind of put your blinders on and, uh, walk a little bit further. And then, uh, you're able to see Sector G. Uh, you know it's Sector G, uh, because it's a quite massive hole. It kind of sticks out like a sore thumb from this part of the city, uh, where one set of buildings end. This emptiness domina dominates the rest of the scene. You see a medium-sized dominates. dominates. Uh, you see a medium-sized fence preventing passerbys uh, to wander in and injure themselves. And inside the pit, you see dwarves hard at work mining, devising, and operating heavy machinery uh, to excavate the dirt and demolish it. And towards the center of the work site, uh, you're able to see a small dwarf-sized hourglass uh, with nothing around it, seemingly glowing uh, a bright orange. Uh, so as you approach the gates of that uh, of that fence there, you see a dwarf with a clipboard uh, manning uh, a toll booth-like office, and he asks you, What you coming here for, delivery? Does he say that to all of us or to Wilhelm? Um, I guess he'll say it to Wilhelm. Wilhelm would probably be uh, at the front here. He's fairly familiar with his goblin. Uh, with, no, his... <laughs> oh, <fucking laughs> no. What was oh, that? No, his dwarven Excuse friends. <laughs> He's very familiar with his goblin friends. All dwarves are made out of goblins. Uh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. So, it's a goblin manning the station. No, uh, he he says it to Wilhelm. Well, uh, well, we 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 were tasked to uh, advertise a a tavern in this particular sect sector of the city. So that is why we are here. So you see, the dwarf kind of scratches. Uh, scratches beard and he says what's the convincing going to pertain to and you can take a look at the list that larry uh that larry's provided to you maybe perhaps further instructions uh can i look can i look into the sack to see if there's anything that could convince this toll man to let us through yeah. wrong sack Elegos. <laughs> so you reach into the sack and wilhelm you look at the piece of paper and you see like underneath there's like a small footnote that's filled out a little bit more it says free samples uh and Elegos, as you reach into the uh as you reach into the bag, you feel uh, what what feels to be like a, a bunch of glasses with liquids inside of them, just kind of being suspended in the middle of the glass, in the middle of the sack. Then question, are these like the usuals we tried the other day? Uh, they, they may be. <laughs> <laughs> Did he just like give us a, a sack of open containers of alcohol? Perhaps. <laughs> don't, don't drive. <laughs> I swear, officer, all of, the, all of these liquors are closed. Oh, God. So uh, after probably getting my hand wet after reaching directly into a usual, I, I pull it out and I offer it to the toll man. Uh, you see the toll man takes a sip and he, uh, he, he kind of just like, um, you notice that it was the usual, uh, the green usual, and he kind of takes it, he's like, nah, 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 nah. And he opens up the gate, and you guys walk in. <laughs> that was the speak to animals one, right? That's the one that allows you to talk to animals. So right, right behind <laughs> the, right behind the gate is the pit, right? Yeah, it's this big. Imagine just like, uh, um, I don't want to say like Grand Canyon because it's not that big, but like, like a strip just, mine. Yeah, like a strip mine. There's like a lot of there's like a lot of things around. Like a lot of it's like a big hole. I'll, I'm gonna go walk up to the edge and look into it. Does it stare back? 
Uh, yes, the pit stare is back, and so does a so does a dwarf. Uh, he pops his head up uh, from the uh, from the other side, as there is a hole right below this hole, kind of in like inside there, and he oh, uh, he kind of just like goes. <laughs> I smell liquor, and then uh, he kind of pops out of the um. He po- he pops up to you guys, and he says, "Hey, Wilhelm, oh, here we go, buddy!" Again. And he comes up and he gives you a big hug. Uh, and you notice my cousin, this my cousin, <laughs> my cousin Wilhelm. How you doing? Well, I'm you... I'm good. Uh, how, how are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing fantastic. But I heard I smell some good shit over here. What's going on? You coming to give the boys a party? Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, we we what we have been tasked with uh, more or less marketing Larry's Pub. And the way we, apparently, the way we are to do that is to by, by handing out free samples. Free so, samples! And as soon as you see that, he runs no, over no, hold to on, the, hold on, hold on. <laughs> the gate, and do he not... blows the horn. Like the, one oh, of the no. work horns, like the Fred Flintstone fucking, like, end of work horn. And you see, like, 20 dwarves, oh, just start, you just feel a rumble. And you see all the dwarves fucking running <laughs> towards the door, and you see like they're all just sitting there like expectedly. Uh, and hey, everyone, get in here! <laughs> They've got free samples. There's a hammer with a. It says like break glass in case of free samples. <laughs> in case of free, and it's just a fucking table that they've already set up. And you see like all the dwarves are like pushing each other, trying to get like close enough to you and to you in the sack. And uh, Ella goes, Do we have enough? I don't think we do. Oh, you have enough samples. So, oh. Ella goes, go, go ahead and reach inside that bag. I'm, all right, I'm going to reach in. So you reach into the bag, and I actually want you to make a, a strength check. Oh, God. Whoa. All right. Uh, check or save? Uh, check, check. All right. Uh, that is... 18. Perfect. So as able, as soon as you're able to do that, you pull out what seems to be like a five foot long like uh, cart with like wheels on it. Like a sil- it's all silver platter and it's really it's really nice looking and there's like a shit ton, at least like 60 glasses, like small shot glasses listed out there, all varying colors. And the dwarves are just going to fucking town. Like they, like they're all just like start like taking shots. Like all the dwarves are like shot, 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 oh, shot, shot, shot. Maybe we should have like announced these were from Larry before they started drinking them. Because I think we only told that one guy. I think everyone else just yeah. is taking you them. See, at, as you see that, you see uh, th- that one dwarf which, whose name is Gildrick. He just oh says, my everybody, the courtesy of Larry. And like everyone just like, Larry, Larry. And they just like start chanting as they're continuing to drink. Uh, and you guys can help yourselves to uh, one of the drinks if you'd like. But Let's hope there's only one Larry in this town. For those listening, uh, Gildrick was the name of a player from a former campaign of this group. Um, <laughs> it was Harris's character. Yeah, I thought. So, I thought <laughs> Gildrick so. was a was a dwarfish cleric that was like one of the first characters I played in Five E. So. I'm pretty sure he had the same accent too. No, I, no. Gildrick talked like fucking Skeletor. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. Hey Gildrick. <laughs> All right. Hi Wilhelm. How are you doing today? Oh my god. <laughs> Also, for those listening, while that was going on, I looked out my window and I saw a white van slow down by the front of my driveway for a couple seconds and then move on. Cursed there. session. Uh, Corley, if, <laughs> you, if you get abducted in the middle of this session, <laughs> I might. <laughs> Jesus. It could be in character. <laughs> We're gonna... <laughs> Help, I'm being taken. He got locked out of his house and now he's getting spied on by strange white vans. 
as soon as you see that, you see Breathweaver kind of looked over his shoulder and he sees like a a cop a cop roll up in like a in a white van and kind of just like look almost as if he's trying to look at Elagos, but then drives away as he gets like a page on his fucking device. This actually leads me to the question though quickly. I know you said there's a subway system. Like, what is the level of technology in this city? Like, what should we be expecting? Okay, so it's like so essentially there is there is a subway system. So they they have a uh, rail power at this point. So like they figured that out. Uh, you can also take a look around this excavation site, and you kind of see like like mining suits, pretty much. Like they kind of look like um, uh, how would I describe it? Like kind of like a uh, a diving suit, but you can tell that they're like kind of like power suits. Like they're kind of allowing people to like grab like large sections of rock a and mecha? demolish it. Kind of like a mecca, like a little <laughs> mecca mm-hmm. that you would like uh, that you would little pilot mecha. around. Little mecca, uh, like the, the power lifter from Aliens. Yeah, ki- yeah. kind of like that. That'd actually be a good. That'd be a good. Uh, a good way to describe it and you can see there's also like a couple of like uh there's like cranes they're, they're moving around there's like a an excavator um th- around like th- a, a decent a decent amount of technology not like no, no bullet trains but these are all like these are all like subways and the like regular rail system so i'd say almost common day but like i'd say maybe like 50 60s they had some of that stuff okay. 60s with magic uh so uh, as you also take a look around, you see like the uh, the dwarves are now having a great time taking their uh, taking their drink break, uh, and you guys can kind of take take your way around this uh, this camp if you want to look. So Owl already took a look and saw like a bunch of different devices there, but he did happen to see again uh, his eyes were kind of caught on that one uh, dwarf sized hourglass that's sitting in the middle of the camp. Uh, if you'd like to ask anybody about that, you can most certainly do so, or if you want, you can run uh, an Arcana check to see what it is. Yeah, I guess I'll roll an Arcana check first to see if I just know it. Okay, then... yeah, sure. Mmm, interesting. Hold on a second, let me roll. That's an 8 plus... Okay. That's a 9 total. Unfortunately, you take a look at it, you've really never seen anything like that before. Uh, just like a glowing orange hourglass. Kind of kind of odd. You no, know, no, nah, you're not sure. Alright, so Wilhelm's gonna sh- stroll over to Gildrick. Hey, so uh, if you don't, don't mind me asking, what's up with the, the big hour, hourglass in the middle? Oh, Marvin's counter? Uh, and he kind of says to you, and he's like, Oh, yeah, that thing is, uh, that thing's the best. In fact, this whole operation wouldn't work without it. That thing's like, you know, oh, there's some good stuff right there. That's, um, what this is, is essentially, uh, and he, like, takes another sip out of his alcohol. He's like, this is, um... One of one of those devices that helps the the uh, the caves not cave in, uh, and you oh. see he's like kind of ru- ru- like rubbing his uh, hand against his uh, beard a little bit more. He's like, we got it from uh, some dwarven craftsmen and giants in the, in the north. That's definitely not going to come into play later. That sounds really interesting. <laughs> it definitely won't. That does sound very interesting. <laughs> so how how does it work? Oh, yeah, you're talking to the wrong pay grade, buddy. I don't fucking know. Well, that's great to know. Do you know who we sh- who you can direct us to to figure out how this thing works? It's just now I'm curious. Yeah, you could ask you could ask Jerry in the booth over there. Oh, Big Jerry. All right, where is he? It's the guy who let you in. Oh, classic Jerry. All right. Uh, <laughs> right now he can only speak to animals. It seems. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm gonna so maybe we have to give him a little I bit. I can transform my head back into that dog. <laughs> <laughs> Transforming into bark. the bark. You bark at Jerry, he pulls out a gun. No, but yeah, fucking no. This is a... It, 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 you would be able you'd be able to turn your face into like a dog, but you wouldn't be able to understand it, though. Uh, not wow. going to give you that. Unfortunately... Wait, wait. Can yeah. he not talk normally anymore? Not at the moment. Can Ander comprehend animal language? Yeah, he could, actually. Uh, do you have comprehend languages? I have comprehend languages. Yeah, no, you'd would be able work? to do it then. Okay, yeah, that would totally work. So, Ander, if you want to go over, uh, you can ask. Uh, you can ask Jerry. Uh, how the, how it works. All right. So you stroll on up. You cast your uh, comprehend languages, and what what are you gonna ask him specifically? Hmm. What are you gonna ask him specifically? So, like, what like how are you gonna phrase it? Hey, Jerry. Uh, how does that big thing up there work? And I point to the hourglass thing. Oh, that thing? So to the rest of you, it just sounds like... Yeah, that thing's got a, essentially a bunch of magic pieces inside of it. A lot of a lot of stones. Uh, give me a hot second here. Trying to remember what we call it. Hearthstones. Power stones. Yep, yep, yep. The infinity stones. Uh, no, uh, got a couple of shaladins in there. Uh, those are powering some of the earth-moving spells. Then we got an earth elemental inside of it too, overlooking the construction. Uh, so by using the power in the stones, uh, we can keep this afloat. Wow, that, that that's super interesting. Thanks, uh, that fetched a pretty penny. So I'm gonna go back and say to the rest of the party and explain that, saying, "Hey, there's water elementals in the hourglass <laughs> thingy." What? Wow. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> okay. I guess we believe it's water elementals now. <laughs> There's water elementals inside of the uh, fucking. Well, well, oh, I don't quite uh, get how water elementals question. prevent why, earth why and caving. Why would the water elemental sure. prevent caving? <laughs> it prevents floods. But 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 Gilderic mentioned that it, that it would prevent cavings. <laughs> exactly. If floods lead to muddy walls, and walls will collapse. <laughs> Yeah, it, it prevents floods, and they and they also have some they also have some charlatans in there too. Charlatans? What? <laughs> charlatans? <laughs> Wait, what? Charlat you... Charlatans and water elementals. These are what fucking. <laughs> these are what. The, all right, that's that's ten times better than what I wanted it to be. Uh, why is it like fucking a conversation with Andrew is like playing a game of telephone? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so is Andrew just not listening closely, or? And <laughs> or is just lying. Uh, Andrew's Andrew just. I guess he wasn't listening closely because I said Earth Elementals and Charlatans. Uh, so I guess Andrew just like it's like go go get him, boy. There's a kid in the well. He just comes back. It's just like everything's all well. But no, he, yeah, he just completely misunderstood. So you guys believe that it's just water elementals and a couple of charlatans that they've imprisoned inside of this hourglass <laughs> to prevent the earth from moving. Uh, are you sure, Jerry? Are you sure Jerry was in his right state of mind? An animal talk? I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> Do you want to go back? No, I'm. So, uh, I, it's fine. Elgos, Elgos is a. Uh, he's only half paying attention because he's trying to manage this like huge line of people getting free samples, and he's like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, the wa waterfalls and Chardonnay, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> waterfalls and Chardonnay. <laughs> so you guys keep on handing out the drinks, and like you see, like there's a couple more of like the dwarves. Now they're just talking and like, uh, talking shit essentially about like their job and like um all the stuff that's happening around town. If anyone wants to interject and talk to the dwarves, feel free. Alrighty then. 
This was just a chance for Vin to complain about his job through D&D, but no one wanted to engage with him. <laughs> God, I hate my job. Anyone want to talk about it? All the players start fucking twiddling their thumbs. Uh, no, but but you do overhear. It's just like uh, one, of, one of the dwarves is speaking to Gilgit. He's like, yeah, man, did you hear? There's some thief, thiefing going around down today. And then Gilgit responds. He's like, damn, yeah, I lost I lost like 10, 10 friggin' copper, dropped it on the ground, and vamoose, it was gone. Uh, and you see uh, one of the other dwarves said, like, I lost, I lost my wallet. Uh, and you notice that the, there seems to be a rumor going around today that some uh, some unknown thief seems to be going around snatching shit uh, from pe- from the dwarves, as well as just, like, just random people in town. Like, a couple of, like, carts have been stolen from. Do I just see, like, everyone looking at me in the party? <laughs> everyone looks at a wall is like, yeah. yeah. Did you do something on your time off? So that's what they're, that's essentially what they're gossiping about. And then one of the dwarves comes up and he's like, Hey guys, you know you know exactly what this is, what these what these stealings are about, then, huh? And then uh, Gildred kind of looks at him and he says, "Nah, dude, that's that's some hot bullshit you're spouting now." He's like, "No, I'm telling you, it's the Whispering Mandrake. It's the Whispering Mandrake. They're they're responsible." Oh, he's good. I wouldn't be surprised. He's good. So he says, "Dang, dang, right they're good. They haven't been caught yet." Yeah, only a matter of time, right? And I Hopefully. look at the hourglass. <laughs> I want my... Are you oh, going to no. steal the hourglass? <laughs> What's that? I hope not. Like he said, only a matter of time. <laughs> Jesus. A matter of time and water now, elementals. Now that you're all plump and, <laughs> plump and drunk off of Larry's usuals. The, the charlatans in that hourglass are giving comp- competition, and Owl does not like that. Owl doesn't like it. Uh, but yeah, they, uh, they, they did talk about the, the whispering mandrake. Uh, and seem to be bitching about that. And then an- another group of dwarves also are complaining too. They're just like, "Man, I I didn't I got I got charged extra for my sandwich today." And they're like, "Oh man, fuck!" Fu-. Like they're all like talking shit. They're like, "Oh, that baker's a pain in the ass. Like he he doesn't make sandwiches the way he does anymore." They like they they complain about uh some jacked up prices. Uh, since they um, since they're dwarves, they think that the the shopkeep is being kind of a uh, racist since they're they're not too kind to dwarves or at the current moment. Question about the whispering mandrake. Sure. Are they a single person or a group of people based on what they said? Ask the dwarves. <laughs> uh, their relationship status is unknown. Yeah. It's complicated. They posted it as ambiguous on Facebook. Face on face on face tome. On face tome. <laughs> on the tome book. The tome book. That's better. Oh my god. Yeah, if you want to ask the dwarves about the whispering mandrake, you could perhaps get a little bit more from them, but uh so far they just know it as a thief that hasn't been caught yet. So what's this about a racist sandwich maker? All right, yeah. So, so you see, <laughs> God damn it, Ella. I'm just trying to move things forward, okay? You just see Ella goes look at his script and he's like, "Oh, okay, racist sandwich maker." <laughs> racist right. sandwich, whispering man, Drake, racist sandwich maker. So you see, he uh, they ask, it's just like, "Yeah, man, just because we're dwarves, everyone's jacking up the prices because they're saying we're taking all the physical labor in town and driving people out of business and keeping all the money." And you see how the door, the another dwarf goes like, "That's true, though." And it's like, "I know." Is it not possibly related to stock being stolen, so they have less to sell, and they need to make up for that by raising the prices? Or, oh shit, maybe we were the racist ones. <laughs> uh, and as they contemplate that, it also could be from stolen goods. They have to jack up prices to save face. So Breathweaver out here offering multiple lines uh, in, in the sand there. So, but only um, woke beard listens. Yes, Actually, only if I remember beard. correctly, though, 
I was paroling the, the streets before, and they said that they were raising the prices due to the festival. Oh, they're raising it for the uh, festival? Oh, shit. Oh, sense. yeah. Wait, that's why we got free samples. And they're like, oh, shit. Damn, yeah, we were definitely being racist. That's not good. I'll have to apologize for the sandwich maker. Uh, and then... Uh, <laughs> and all the vandalism they caused. <laughs> sorry we stole all your meats. No, but... Uh, <laughs> That's a you, you've given you've given woke beard a little bit more uh, a little bit more uh, justice on the on this end, and you've uh, prevented prevented quite possibly an altercation later on. Uh, but yeah, you you guys kind of understand that there's like there are some jacked up prices due to uh, what we've dece- what we've perceived as stealing. Uh, not a lot of money to go around in the festival. And at that strip uh, strip club, Wilhelm went through there's some jacked off prices. And then uh, one, one of the one of the dwarves one of the dwarves that was over uh, with uh, with Wilhelm at the bar crawl comes up and gives you a high five. He's like, "Yeah, buddy," and then immediately goes back to where he was standing. Yeah, he just he just he just goes back to default. He's just sitting there, slack jawed, with his mouth open. T-posing. He's like, <laughs> he poses until the next person says something. It's all the brain. It's all the brain damage he suffered from headbutting the other dwarves. I'm gonna ask uh, Wilhelm where the next spot on the list is. To like the hit up. Yeah, so as you guys, uh, as you do ask that question, Wilhelm, you're able to see that the next location is uh, listed as Grub's Pub. Oh. Oh. Oh, that's BM. All right, well, it, uh, our next destination is a Grub's Pub. Uh, it, it was it was one of the places that I apparently hit up during my uh, little, little, uh, little bar crawl. The brain-damaged dwarf comes back to life for a hot second. He's like, yeah, you did. And then goes back to default <laughs> position. Wilhelm, do, uh, do you remember what happened there? So, what? yeah, what did you do there? Vin. <laughs> oh, my God. So, you guys start walking back towards Grub Pub. So, as you um attempt to remember, uh, you remember from last session, actually, you sang karaoke at that bar. Okay. Uh, while you were absolutely smashed. So clearly, clearly what we should do is, uh, as we're approaching Grub's pub with our cart full of usuals, we have Wilhelm start singing karaoke, and then the people there will be like, oh, I remember that guy. That's our, that's our marketing strategy. <laughs> I, I can't tell if it's like a joke idea or, 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 like, a, or like a genuine genuine idea. No, that, that could be a good idea. If you guys want to try that out, go for also, it. Also, as we're walking, uh, I will have some coin on him, right? Yeah, you do. I'm going to like... What? What? You have coin on you. Yeah. Oh, co- oh, coin. What do you think I said? I heard corn. Cursed episode. I will have some corn on him, right? You have money and one ear of corn, but you're not sure why. Uh, yeah. You wanna you wanna spend some cash? No, no, down no. Main I want to uh, kind of like in a, a long scattered trail, just keep like dropping copper to see if the whispering mandrake will follow it. Okay. Uh, so. You drop, you drop like pieces of copper, uh, and I want you to roll me a perception check. All right. Um, what? That sounded like three different things. <laughs> no, that was actually. Did you roll a super advantage? Some coin was popping. Uh, that was a fifteen. A fifteen. So as you drop like the trail of coins, uh, as you're walking down, like you see through like the crowds of people. Uh, you see a small, like a small figure, kind of bend down on the ground and then dart off into an alleyway. Uh, you're, you're able to see it very briefly, uh, but it's uh, it only w- managed to grab one coin in the uh, in the altercation. The rest got kind of like kicked or sweeped away uh, due to the uh, heavy trafficked by foot area. Ooh, 
All right. I will just keep a mental note of that. I don't think he's going to act on that right now. All right. So you drop your coin, and then as you guys walk down Main Street, uh, you take a left and head back towards uh, Larry's Bar, because you can see it at the end of the street. But then you're able to uh, bang a left and end up right in front of the library slash Grubbs Pub. Are we going to get quizzed on this later? No, I'm actually just really happy, and I'm like making it out so that other people could do it mentally in their heads. But I drew a map today. Uh, for the city, and I, I'm getting really excited at the fact that I'm able to read it out and just give you guys specific directions. So <laughs> is it better or nerd. worse than Griffin's map of uh, Kepler? I actually never looked at the map of Kepler. We also never listened to Amnesty, so that's probably why. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought, oh yeah, that'll do it. Uh, Got him. Sorry. Oh, I haven't listened to it. Bazinga! All right, back to the <laughs> back to the session. Uh, cursed, by the way. So, <laughs> on the way up to Grubbs Pub, uh, you're walking down, you're walking down Main Street, you get to the, uh, you get to the cul-de-sac where it is, the little section there, and when you finally arrive, uh, who's gonna be the first to attempt to enter? That's a Wilhelm, right? Yeah, Wilhelm. Okay. So, also, we should probably, I thought the plan was to have him start singing before we, like, as we were rolling up. Oh, so yeah, as you guys can, if you want Wilhelm, you guys are kind of like, at the beginning of the square, like you could see Grubbs Pub, like maybe thirty feet away from you. Do you want to start doing your your singing on into the bar? Uh, sure. Old Town Road. <laughs> Wilhelm with Old Town Road. Now you feel something <laughs> heavy appear inside of the uh, inside of the bag. Oh no! Am I getting am I getting speakers? <laughs> <laughs> You're getting. You see uh inside of do the I bag. Need to, do I need to roll for this or is no? It no, just... it's not that All heavy. Right. So you go inside and you see it's like a little like karaoke boombox oh my god uh, that would like amplify his voice it's like you like the size of like the 1980s boombox kind of yeah like the night like holding above with two hands yeah like that yeah i'm just gonna i'm just gonna hold it above hold it above my head with two hands uh as uh Wilhelm strolls up and as we we play some uh copyright free midi music gotcha uh, so, it's just Owl's theme. So, Wilhelm, I want you to go ahead and roll a performance check as you attempt to, uh, head on in. That, that was an eight. That was an eight, okay. So you do, like, a, a de like, an okay rendition of, like, your previous, uh, song, but as you get closer to the bar, you actually are able to hear some yelling, uh, happening inside of it. It sounds like a, a woman is arguing with a patron. And since you were rolling up first to the door, I want you to attempt to um, go ahead and open it and then make a deck save for me. Oh god, that was a four. Oh god. Okay. Oh, uh, so no. as soon as you like attempt to open the door, you are absolutely blasted backwards by, um, you see, well, you see it very clearly, Wilhelm, as you're like stuck to him now, but the rest of the party sees a large minotaur, which Wilhelm, you can now see and smell and notice that it's liquor. Uh, getting absolutely <laughs> tossed out of the bar like a rag doll. He lands Please, on top of you. Stop saying that name. Licor. Uh, so, and <laughs> from, and you see they kind of, you're sprawled out now and a little bit of dust pick, kicks up. And from inside uh, the bar, um, like uh, a smallish, like five, four size girl comes out, comes parading out. No, um, and she, she has short black hair, uh, wearing a puffy yellow jacket and a blue skirt. And... Ander, while you just saw these people got tossed, this man just get tossed out of the bar, can you roll Arcana for me? Alrighty. That's a water elemental. <laughs> God damn it. That is a 19. 
So you could swear as soon as she walked out of the bar, you saw a large being standing behind her for an instant, but you rub your eyes and it's gone. And you see... This be the power of an enemy stand? <laughs> God damn it. Oh, no. She walks out of the bar. No, no but no. It's, uh, she, she says, uh, God damn it, you prick. Watch where you spill your damn drinks. And she picks up a wet textbook uh, from like inside of her jacket. She, she pulls it out. And she says, you have any idea what this is going to cost me on return fees? Uh, and the, the Minotaur liquor... Uh, skirts back a bit and says, Nah, it's chill, it's just a stupid book! Um, yada yada does he. She said yada So, Ander, Ander's just gonna pipe up, it's not a stupid book if there's return fees. <laughs> if there's return fees. <laughs> Otherwise, it's a stupid book. <laughs> she shoots you the nastiest glance you've ever seen, Ander. And then she looks back at him and she gets even angrier. She's like, chill? I'll show you chill. chill and then you see a ghostly oh, hand flies out and grabs Liquor uh, by his leg and starts dragging him around the square. Uh, Ander, you can tell that this is a... Um, this is a chill touch hand, but she's manipulating it really, really well. She's just uh, a badass Ander. Get on her level. This is this is the bad this is the badass Ander. Uh, before you before you continue, Vin, I need to know: Is the boombox still playing? The boombox is still playing, but it kind of switched to like some like freaking jagass music. Like it's playing uh it's playing some heavy shit now. Uh, <laughs> so as soon as um as soon as he gets dragged around the square. Uh, she yells back at him. She's like, I'm gonna pay your damn tab and my shitty return fee. And then Licker uh, just just forks over a sack of gold and skedaddles. And Wilhelm, you were kind of riding on his back for this and you got dragged around the square a little bit, so you're dusty as fuck. Uh, <laughs> Wait, Wilhelm, how does it feel to ride someone? <laughs> it, is, it is not fun. So you see... You see, she grabs the sack, the the uh, the sack of gold, inspects it, and then walks back into the bar, and then slams the door. I'm gonna knock. And then, <laughs> and then you knock. So I sit, you knock, and you just hear like from the inside, "Come in." Uh, and then Wilhelm, I want you to take another look at the list. Okay. And on the list, you see plant stink bomb in Grub's pub. Oh, oh, that's why we're here. As he sees that I'm already walking in. <laughs> so, so, so you oh, enter. No, there is sabotage. So I, at this point, uh, Elikos hands the bag to Wilhelm and, and says, good luck. Oh, no. Uh, it would make more sense for Aul to do that, wouldn't it? So as you guys could discuss that as you walk in, but. I am staying outside. I'm waiting for them to come out. I think I'm the only one who went in. No, I'm going to go in too. I'll go in. Oh. Elagos is staying out here. Elagos is playing the safe bet. What about you, uh, Wilhelm? Is that the name of the song, the safe bet? Wilhelm <laughs> Bil- will go. In. We'll, we'll go in. Okay. Well, you made that joke, Tyler, but you're the one who has to make that music. God damn it! <laughs> so, so Elagos, Elagos is gonna stand guard outside in case anyone else gets their ass kicked and thrown out of the bar because he wants to see that go down. Uh, <laughs> but it's more just like the heat is already on me, you know, for being a, for being a follower of Helm. That's true. That's that's fair. So they can't see that though. As soon they? as you guys walk in, uh, I will since you walked in first. You see the girl from before running around and delivering drinks with like a silver platter, and she greets you and she says with like the with the warmest smile you've ever seen. She's like, "Welcome to Grub's Pub. Sit wherever you like." Uh, and then she like continues to walk around. This person has emotional issues. Uh, me, meanwhile, Andrew's struggling not to laugh. 
Oh no. <laughs> I don't know him. I don't know him. Actually, Andrew, I want you to do me a solid. Can you roll me a history check? Alright. Uh eleven. Oh, perfect. You beat my 10. So you recognize this as the person you almost knocked over in the library the other day. Uh, so, <laughs> Oh, no. It's the same person. In before, it's also the sister of the girl I will talk, talk to. Perhaps. Uh, you'd have to find out. But as soon as you uh, as soon as you guys do enter the bar, you see uh, I'll give you guys the same description that I gave to um, that I gave to Wilhelm because I'm not sure if everyone remembers what the bar looks like. So give me a hot second here to pull that up. This is the part that we got out of the podcast. This is the part we did. All right, so the inside <laughs> of the uh, of the pub is very homely. Uh, it's a wide uh, a wide bar adorns uh, a wide bar uh, yes a wide bar a adorns wide bar a wide <laughs> bar is on the back wall and there's bathrooms to the left and stairs to the inn above on the right. A large orog mans the bar, tending to a few glasses and a few patrons that happen to be sitting down. It's a little busy right now. It's about midday. Uh, after you guys got finished with your nice marketing scheme over in Sector G, uh, and a couple of uh, people had dropped by to get a cup to get a few drinks, you see that there are tables uh, randomly placed all around the bar. And towards the left is a jukebox with a small stage, and on the right is a is a wall with pictures hung of random patrons. Uh, all of them are incredibly sweaty. Uh, so, continuing on with this, you were able to see that the bar is filled with a couple of uh, a couple of dwarves, mostly humans. Uh, there's like one or two elves, and everyone just seems to be drinking, having a good time. And there's some like nice old old timey music playing. And you see, uh, the you see that girl is kind of walking around, bussing to the tables, getting like some food from the uh, from the orog in the back, uh, as well as uh, as well as just delivering drinks with the warmest smile you've seen and getting a lot of tips. Is she like the owner, or she just works there? So from what you can tell. Uh, or at least what Wilhelm would be able to tell you based off of his adventures last time. This is Grub's Pub, and the name of the Orog behind the bar is named Grub. You can Ooh. most certainly assume that he owns it, then you can use Conjecture to figure out that it, that she just works here. Oh, okay. Can I, uh... I, 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 maybe I could distract everyone by singing a karaoke song really well. That's, that's likely you could do that. Uh, that sounds like a good idea. There's, uh, just to give you guys a little bit more, like, is that something you want to try and do right now? Well, uh, when the when when everyone's ready to do the thing, I was not really down I, to sabotage until he knows more about this place. Like, if they're be- good people, he probably wouldn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. All right, that's fair. Uh, so you're able to uh, if if you guys want to go walk up to Grub or uh, the girl that's running around the bar, you can either you I mean running around the uh, yeah the bar. You can is her either... name Pub? No, <laughs> uh, her name is not. Her not her pub is not. It, <laughs> I broke it. Yeah. No, that, it's grub bub. In no, the pub. curse. Hey, they both look pretty Vin. smug. Cursed. Yeah. Curse session. Curse session. I want to talk to the girl. Okay, so you see that uh, she. Alone. She's, uh, j- what? I don't want. I'm gonna like, go by myself. Okay, you're gonna go by yourself. I'll go. I'll go with you. Okay. Okay. I tell Andrew that I want to talk to her. Privately, quickly. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's why I said secretly, privately. And there, and there I want to talk you. to her alone. I'll go with you. <laughs> I meant you said you wanted someone to come with you, but I must have misheard that. <laughs> Water <laughs> elemental. There's a lot of mishearing. Yeah, I point over there and I'm like, look, look, Andrew, some charlatans, and then I turn away. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, 
You you look over and or you see a bunch of uh, you see a bunch of elves playing poker. Uh, so <laughs> you uh, you walk up to you walk up to this girl and she uh, you see she was like just busting a table and she was heading back to the bar and she's like oh hello uh, what what would I be able to get for you? But maybe some information. I have a, I have a quick question. <laughs> she's like if <laughs> I'll talk if you're buying information or just food slash drink. Ah, oh, you could get a drink too. I feel it'd be weird if you just paid me so I could talk without having a drink in your hand. All right. You got any Mr. Pib? <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, so she... Nah, she she does... It's, uh, it's are you... Pib Extra now. Mr. Pib has been discontinued. Yeah, we only have Pib Extra. Uh, she oh. says, would you would you like Diet Pib? <laughs> you... No, no. Diet Pib. <laughs> I'll just... I'll just... Also, what does Elul look like right now? He's said, uh, the Mr. ghoul. Pip. He, yes. Like, <laughs> yep, you got me. I'm Mr. Pib. I'm going around every bar checking if you got my... No. <laughs> He's cool. Are you selling it for 99 cents? Because if not, we're shutting you down. He's in ghoul form. And he's like, uh... He's like, he's all right, I'll just take a... A mead. If you got that, you got mead here. Mead? Uh... So you see, he uh, sh- she goes and she's like, "Yep, we got mead." Uh, and she runs back over to the bar, and as she's running away, she kind of just says like, three copper," uh, in like a way for you to pull out your wallet. I say, uh, speaking of words that start with M, does the word Mina mean anything to you? Uh, so <laughs> what? I, but, <laughs> just out of nowhere. What, was did we speak of words that start with M? Mead, mead, mead. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and Mr. Pip. So she does. She uh, she kind of like comes back to you, and she's like, "Yeah, it's my sis. What's going on? Did she get into trouble?" Speaking of words that have exactly four letters. <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, that's my sis. What? She get into trouble or something?" And she kind of gets like a quick worried look on her face. Well, let's just say I think she's uh, maybe being a bit fast and loose with uh, how she's. Scraping by these days. Uh, you heard of the, the whispering mandrake? I whisper that to her. So she says, oh yeah, the whispering mandrake. And she kind of like puts up her hand. She's like, so scary. No, that they're not a, that's not a thing. That's like some uh, cockamamie like scheme people have been inventing. Like to explain crimes that just like seemingly have no answer. Where they haven't caught anybody yet. They just call out this whispering mandrake seemingly as like the one mastermind who's pulling every pulling all the strings. Yeah, that's that's a load of garbage. I know who you heard that from though. Heard it from Jerry, Big Jerry. Big Jerry? He's talking shit. And she's like, "I love Big Jerry. He's great." Uh but yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> what? Big Jerry should know better what? than that. Um she really is emotionally unstable. She's <laughs> she's insane. <laughs> I'm just saying uh I met Mina a few days ago. Great, great girl, but, uh... Oh, thanks. It looked like she maybe was getting... I don't know for sure, but, uh... Just make sure she doesn't get into any trouble when she's on her own. Oh, she's she's a, she's a straight arrow, I swear. She's she's a, she's a good egg. Uh, and she kind of just goes by. I wouldn't worry about her too much. Uh, uh, what do you call it? We got, we got a lot of people looking after her. All right. She goes back. She's like, anything, any more info you're interested in, uh, in buying? And she kind of just, like, uh... Uh, Mosey's on up next to the mead. Yeah, do you, uh, Big J was also talking about some guy named Larry. He owns a bar here. Do you, do you know anything about this guy? Huh. 
uh she she kind of like uh thinks for a, for a hot second she's like no haven't heard of any larry's uh, larry's anywhere around here uh, i actually just started working here two weeks ago so not too uh not too hip on the bar scene you know uh but let me let me ask grub maybe he knows hey grub and she kind of like um looks over uh, looks over at the orog and says you know a, you know a larry and you see the happy orog that had been sitting at the bar uh tending no, to no. his glasses get like an immediate frown he's like i hate larry and then she's like well there you have it also how do you do that thing where you punch the minotaur like 50 feet oh uh she uh she says well i didn't necessarily punch him 50 feet i blasted him 50 feet uh, don't be difficult. How do you do it? <laughs> She's like, you want to see? Uh, oh, I no. point to a uh, hander and say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she kind of, wait, hold up. She, <laughs> she looks at him and hold up. She notices him. Uh, and she's like, oh, oh, it, this is fantastic. Two in one day. And she's like, that's oh, no. the asshole that knocked over my books yesterday. Yes, 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 yes. I will have no part in this. <laughs> All right. Do you want Do you want me to rank on that or no? Do you want to see where no, this goes? No, do it. Do it. I mean, if she saw Ander and wants to beat him up, that's her That's her prerogative. And that's her MO for right now. Uh, so she, she's going to mosey on up uh, to, to Ander and she... Uh, she says, hey, haven't seen you around here before. Oh, hi. <laughs> I noticed you had, a, like, a figure behind you when you kicked that guy out of the bar. Oh, you mean like this? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Corley, for my next impromptu attack. All right, let's see what we got here. All right. Oh, boy. It's a bar fight. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, does a... Fuck. Does a 19 hit? Yes. All righty. <laughs> Neato. Uh, you're gonna take you're gonna take six damage. You get blasted, and you're gonna make a. Actually, mm, would you have to make a resistance for this? No, you don't. You get pushed back uh forty feet out the out the bar door. So Elagos, you're right. just standing there like in a, like an old saloon. But here's the thing: I can still see her, right? Are you gonna hellish rebuke her? Yeah, hellish rebuke. Okay, so this is I love bar fights. So Elagos is just kind of like sitting outside of the uh, outside of the bar. He's kind of got like I'm um, like it's like that scene in SpongeBob with a salty spittoon where the guy gets <laughs> launched into the sky. Yeah, <laughs> you see Elagos just sitting out there. He's got like one foot up against the wall. He's got like a cowboy hat. He's got like a, a cigarette in his mouth, and then Looks out like a rip flies in good time. And he's fucking Andrew just flies back out as you see like a tinge of fire fly back into the bar, uh, and she's gonna make a save. Right? Uh, what yep. is it? Wisdom? It is. I think it's. Let me check. I think it's wisdom, but. Alrighty. Uh, does a sixteen pass? Yes, it does. <laughs> and then it's actually dexterity. Oh. Uh. Okay. Then so there's a fifteen pass. Uh. It meets it. I don't remember if DCs are meet and beat. That's a. It's meet and beat. Okay. Uh. So she successfully saves. Roll your damage. A one. Sixteen. 16 damage. Oh, right. Okay. You kill her. <laughs> she dies. Oh, no, no. So she takes eight fire damages. You see, like, uh... Her book gets burnt? Oh, no. <laughs> no, her, her book does not get burnt, but you see, uh, she kind of has, like, a wild look on her face, and she's like, Grub, can I go fight that guy? I'm actually gonna use Grub voice. Like, your time, your dime. And he, she says, it's worth it. Uh, and then runs out the door. Can, can Breathweaver follow? He wants to see this. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, she pops out. She's got a little bit like a singed hair right now. And she's like, that was great. And I'll let you roll an Arcana check again if you want. If you want to be able to see something. 
So, Vin, as this as the commotion is going out of the bar, uh, Elegos is going to make his way into the bar. <laughs> That's a 16, by the way. Yeah, 16 what? Oh, six, oh right, 16 Arcana. So, yeah, yeah you, you actually... 16 what? The, you beat the... You, you're, uh, you're able to see another flash, and you see, like, that big figure behind her again. Uh, but you're able to tell it's... Uh, what you're able to discern this time is that it has red skin and two horns. Uh, and as soon as you see that, it blinks out of existence again, and you see your back. Uh, would I would I be able to figure out that that's a tiefling? Um, you can roll. No, you. All right. So your first intuition is it's a tiefling. It's not. Okay. So you've already you've already like I guess lost that in, that inspiration piece right there. Uh, but she flies that you, you she flies out of the bar like running out past Elagos, and like now you're in the square on the ground, and she's she's standing there. She's like. This has been a lot of fun so far. Do you want to keep going or be friends? Because I think we could be great friends. Let's be friends. This is crazy. <laughs> but you know what? And I'm going to cast a chill touch to... Uh, is the Minotaur around? No, the Minotaur is gone. Damn it. He, 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 be, he beat it. Let's be friends. <laughs> Slaps with magic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm going to... Pieces up both. I'm going to spawn the chill touch, but it's just going to kind of like pop up, wave, and go back down. Uh, she'll do the same thing, and then she comes and picks you up and like dusts you off a little bit and gives you like a gives you like a chest bump. Can their chill touch arms do like the predator like <laughs> big handshake thing? <laughs> yeah, I like that. The, and the chill touch arms Hand do the. Her, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Your next line is gonna know, but yeah, you, you get the uh, you get the whole chill touch. You're bros now uh, with this person, uh, and she kind of says to you, she's like, "My name's Nashida, but you can call me Nash, buddy. What's your name?" Ander. And she's like, great. So now she she's kind of like buddy-buddy. I think, like, Breathweaver, you had tried to, like, run out and take a look, and you see, like, now they're picking each other up and, like, high-fiving and, like, doing bro shit now, and you're very confused at how this person's <laughs> emotional range works. Uh, but... Jesus. I'm a little more concerned about Ander's new friend. <laughs> I would be, too. Uh, so Goes running out to kill him and then makes friends with him. Yep. Oh, no. She just wanted to rough him up a bit. So, Elegos, you walk into the bar now. Are you the one with the sack? Uh, no, I, I gave up the sack. Who has the sack? I think it's Tyler who has it. Tyler, you have the sack? Tyler IRL has the sack. Yeah, Tyler has <laughs> yeah. the sack yeah. IRL. Uh, <laughs> I, ga I gave it to Wilhelm. Uh, How do you guys want to do it? Is it going to be Aul that has the sack or Wilhelm? I think just Wilhelm has it. That... I think... Okay, yeah. so Wilhelm, when seemingly the 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 freaking bouncer just left the bar are you gonna attempt to plant it in the commotion or no uh do it but what i have to roll to like try and plant it it would just be a sleight of hand but since there's a commotion at advantage i actually have that in there as a distraction a viable distraction uh but yeah you can roll a sleight of hand at advantage to see if you can plant it uh would it be possible for Wilhelm to be like hey i will plant the thing or no you're not uh, next to him right now. You think. could. Fuck. Uh, you, you could. You could ask him if you want. You could roll up to him and just ask him. Yeah, I can roll up to him. Oh, hey, hey, so could you, could you do the thing? I just kind of like hand him the bag. Uh, I mean, doesn't it seem kind of like shitty? Well, it's a stink bomb. Also, uh, <laughs> also, technically speaking, the bartender hates Larry. We went an hour without any scatological humor. <laughs> not long enough <laughs> uh, I feel like we should I will want to talk to Grog and figure out or what not Grog he's an Orog I think I combined the two yeah you could talk to him before you plant the bomb uh, uh, yeah I was 
So uh, what's the deal with you and that guy, Larry? So you, you mosey on up to the bar. He's like, I hate Larry. Every year we have a competition to see whose bar is going to get the best. But I win every single year. So every time this Yahoo rolls into town with his bar, he tries to sabotage mine by playing pranks. So this year I got back at him. I put, I put, oh, I put some grease in that ball pit. Oh, he's going to have to clean that out for days. Last year, he painted my bar pink. You know how long it took me to get rid of the pink? F Fred, these, these, these sound like rather benign pranks. I still don't like them, though. Oh, oh no, you have pink bar. Oh, no, his ball pit is all greasy. Also, how did he paint the bar without you noticing? He's a quick... He's a quick man. Also, I'm not there. It's... Yeah, where's Breath? <laughs> he's, he's a quick man. Well, yeah, is Andrew and Breath, we were just responding from outside. <laughs> I shout back into the bar. Is what? It seemed like Andrew and Breath, we were just responding from like 40 feet outside. Oh, no, they're, they're still broing it <laughs> yeah. out up there. Uh, but you see... Uh, I go back in. Uh, he's like, everything was pink, not just the bar. The drinks were pink. I didn't know what I was serving people. I was giving away $60 shots for $3. How? 60 gold shots for three, for three gold. You didn't I didn't know what was it? going on. Or like what? You could just have... Told, like, there was a big rush. I didn't have a lot of time. How did he do that? How are you... Yeah, how are you the best bar if you can't even tell what you're serving? Well, I couldn't tell when it was pink. But I'm the best bar because I got the best music, the best karaoke's, and the best damn patrons in Ruel. And he raises a, a a glass, and like everyone in the bar goes like, "Yeah!" And they're all like raising up their glasses because uh, he just he just gave him a good rally. And what's in Larry's just bad, or what's his deal? Larry's just a dick. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I just don't like him because he competes with me, and then instead of competing like a man, he competes like a child and plants things inside of my bar, which is why I've stooped down to a child's level as well, which in retrospect is probably not the best idea. Yeah, I was going to, just going to, going to say, would, would, it not, would it not be better for you to be the big man and to not play simple childish pranks? I am the big man. Well, I mean, you you, you say you are a big man, but and yet you you just admitted to, do, to doing the same sort of a childish prankage. Roll persuasion. I want you to see if you could actually change his mind. A 16. All right. Well, maybe after this year, we'll make amends. But I know I've already pranked him. He's going to prank me, and it's going to be terrible. So I'm going to deal with it this year and call it even, and then that'll be it. But I'm still waiting on this guy. Classic Larry, I'd assume. Um, I, they... <laughs> he kind of looks a little remorseful now that he kind of greased up, greased up Larry's ball pit. Yeah, that seems... Honestly, that seems like it would be worse than whatever Larry does to this place. I, I assume. I don't know him, but it seems. I don't know. You don't grease another man's balls. Yeah. I mean, how many people actually use that ball pit? He's he's it just came with the place. Some sometimes the ball pit sends something back. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> it's like an abyss. You guys like cut back over to uh, the ball pit, and you see Larry just like kind of looking at the ball pit. And then looks away, and you can see, like, you can't tell that there's grease in there, but you see, like, a quick bubble pops up from, like, underneath <laughs> the, uh, underneath the balls, and then it cuts back. Larry's just, like, juggling torches over the ball pit, like, this is so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. The, the kids are gonna love this. <laughs> and he's just, like, <laughs> juggling torches. I, uh, I, like, nod at, um, Grub, and I'm like, thanks for the information. You seem like a, a great guy. You smell good, too. And then, uh. Oh, no. Yeah, and he's like. He kind of sniffs his pit, and he's like, thank you. 
And then I'm like, Wilhelm, we'll, we'll be on our way. And then I like kind of bring Wilhelm to like a back table. I'm like, all right, give me the give me the goods. <laughs> all right, uh, Wilhelm just kind of Wilhelm just passes the bag to um Owl. All right, so I, I want you to paint this seed. So you're gonna roll your uh, slide of hand to plant it. Yeah, uh, we're gonna paint it pink. Uh, so and now that the shenanigans have returned to inside the bar, Elagos is going to leave. Again. <laughs> so Elagos, Elagos, as you leave, uh, you see uh, Nash and Ander walking back into the bar, and I'm gonna have uh, you go ahead and plant the stink bomb, Tyler. Can I do the karaoke now then too? Uh, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Do your karaoke to give Owl advantage. Uh, so I'm going to sing "Eye of the Dragon." I'm gonna give, <laughs> I'm gonna give like I guess for him to know that he should sing it. I'll give him like I'll give him the a signal. Wink. I'll I'll turn my like quickly when no one's looking. Yeah, my head turns into a dom. It's like bark, and then it turns back. <laughs> Who woofed? And then where's the dog? And then Breathweaver, you you get the hint and you head up over to the uh, karaoke machine, <laughs> uh, and you're gonna. You said you were gonna play what? I'm sorry. Eye of the dragon. Eye of the dragon. So Eye of the dragon starts playing in the background. I'm gonna have you roll a performance check. Um, 15? Yeah, 15. 15. Okay. Do I have advantage on this? Uh, no, wait, you don't. Ooh, but wait, what? wait, wait, wait. I want this to be great. So I'm going to use... Oh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> but, mm, I'm going to give my... I'm determined to do a really good job at this. I'm going <laughs> to... What are you doing? Are you just laughing? Uh, human determination to roll again okay. for advantage. Go ahead. And I got a 20. Natural? Yeah. No, unnatural. Okay, so you you bust up on stage and like you just like throw open you like throw open like your um uh, like the pels on your coat and you're just like uh, you just start singing and like the bar starts like clapping along and like all the people are like doing like fake like uh, uh fake fake like flexes and uh they're all they're all singing along with it. So Aul, you're gonna have advantage on planting this stink bomb. I feel like Breathweaver walks up on the stage and then like one of the workers there's like yeah that karaoke machine's been buggy all day and then Breathweaver <laughs> just hits it with the back of his hand and starts playing Eye of the Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> Pretty much the fonts, yeah. Yeah, the, the elves put down their poker game. They start like snapping along to it. Like everyone's having right. a great time. You said I get advantage. Or? Yeah, you, you get advantage. All That's right. Uh, the first is a twenty-one, and the second is a fifteen. So twenty-one's the highest. Okay, so twenty-one. So you go ahead 21. and you place the uh, the stink bomb down, and you see it like a, a quick timer pops up, and it says ten seconds. Uh, so it starts counting. It starts counting down. Uh, you can you can make your way to the front door, Owl, if you'd like, or if you want to stay around and watch this. I I start walking out. I'm like I look into the bars. I'm leaving. I'm gonna say, smell you later. <laughs> smell you later. So Ander, are you gonna leave with them? Breathweaver is the only one I'm gonna not allow to leave the bar because he's still singing. Uh, I'll, I'll leave. I'll leave. Well, does Ander know we planted it? I think only Breathweaver knows. Actually, I, I probably wouldn't know that it was planted already. All you know is we're leaving, me and Wilhelm. Yeah, but you're hanging with your bro now. So, yeah, you walk back yeah. in with Nash. How old is she, by the way, to be a bartender? I think she's like a busser, it seems. She's like a busser. Waitress. Yeah. yeah, it sounds more like busser. She's a waitress, and I have her age written down. Hold up. 18 years old. Uh, So, Ander, you see that they're leaving, and Nash is like, well, I gotta get back to work. And she's like, catch around, buddy. Maybe I'll see you in the library again when you don't knock me over. 
Uh, and then she goes or back. Or blow it up. Or blow it up. And as <laughs> and as you hear, like, or blow it up, she says. Yeah. <laughs> he planted it in Ander's pocket. Yeah, she's just like, Ander, did you fart? <laughs> Wilhelm and Aul kind of are, like, leaving the bar with, like, their hands, like, near their eyes, like, kind of, like, covering it. Like, walking away. You're able to eye very quickly a timer that says six seconds uh, in the corner. Are you going to? Yeah, I'm just going to, like, can't calmly walk out. <laughs> you just like you do like a full three, like a full one eight one eight. Ander's like this is the perfect opportunity to let this fart out. <laughs> <laughs> Ander lets out the fart, fades out. Uh, Breath Weaver. So what you see ensue next is you hear like a ding, and then immediately sparks fly around the bar, <laughs> crashing into the walls and the ceiling. That's not a stick bomb. Not yet. It's like Tio in Breaking Bad. <laughs> Oh, jeez. And as soon as... Does one of them fly at me and I have to duck or something? You're going to have to duck out of the way. I'll make you make a deck save. But as this is going off, you just hear... Like, fart noises are going, like, all around the bar, flying and launching things into the walls. It starts to smell terrible. What kind of stink bomb is that? It's knocking pictures and posters... Uh, pictures off of the wall and then makeshift posters uh, posters made out of paint onto the wall. And I'm going to first make you make a deck save. Oh, jeez. 11. All right, 11. You're able to dodge out of the way, and then one of the uh, the paint the paint uh, missiles hits the wall, and you can see it. It's just a picture of uh, of Larry's face and, like, a picture of, like, the town map, and it's circled with Larry's bar, and it says, oh and it says there, it's like, Larry's bar doesn't stink. Come on by to the Chillin' Dragon. And, like, these posters are being posted everywhere. And as soon as this is happening, you see uh, a grub in the back, and he's just like, Larry! And he's just like, yeah, he's yelling. Am I on the floor? Like the key, it's like a smoke and a fire. You get down low so that it doesn't. Yeah. You're like getting down. All the other patrons are laughing their asses off and like also uh, holding their noses. Nash is loving this because she just enjoys chaos. Uh, And and I'm going to assume you exit the bar, Breathweaver. I've got to finish my song first, man. Finish your song. Roll that performance. Ooh, uh, I, I choke on the smoke a little bit as I get a nine. As you get a nine. Ah, he rolled a nine! <laughs> Larry, he just senses a disturbance in the forest. Ha, he got a nine! Uh, and then... Drops his torch in the greased ball pit. <laughs> 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 Execute order. <laughs> so, no. So as soon as you, uh, you finish your song and you bounce, uh, Breathweaver smells terrible as he meets you guys in the square, and, uh, you guys all just meet up again. Can I cast Gust on myself to blow the stink off? So you blow the uh, you blow the stink off yourself with gust. You guys are able to see on the sheet of paper now. Uh, the last stop is actually indicated as uh, the city orphanage, uh, and you would you find it odd that he would put the city orphanage on a place to rep a bar, uh, but you're able to see as a footnote on the note it uh, indicates that there's going to be like a like a bring your kids time for the ball pit. Uh, hopefully they don't bring any flamethrowers. No, Larry's <laughs> likely going to clean it out, but uh, you're able to see that's the reason why. And he also is like, um, you're able to feel inside of the bag, like a couple of like small objects appear inside of there. Uh, and uh, I'm going to just go with Elegos because he had it for like the most time, even though it was in Owl's hands. Uh, you're able to tell there's like balloons in there and like uh, little little posters for kids. I thought it was going to be nips. No, it's not <laughs> nips. Not for the children. <laughs> Think of the children. I mean, it's, small, so, it's fun sized. What are nips? Nips are like uh, alcohol inside, like those little bottles that you see, like oh. usually at the counter inside. They're of like, yeah, they're like ninety nine cents. If you guys want, you can go ahead and uh, 
you head on over to the uh, to the city orphanage. So in order to get there, uh, you would actually have to go back to Main Street, uh, and then it would be uh, towards the end of Main Street, towards the north side. All right. So as you guys walk past Main Street again this time, uh, you're going to be uh, you're, you're tr attempting to go taking a road that heads northwest. Merchants are going to attempt to sell you uh, some goods along the way. And I just want to know, would any of you like to stop at one of the merchants? What are they trying to sell us? Uh, let's see. Okay, so you go up to one of these uh, locations as you see uh, uh, a small, a small gnomish man uh, attempting to peddle you uh, some goods, some goods, and he um, he says, "Come on, right up, right up, and get some of your uh, get some of your famous engravings here at Chicky Rooney's. A lot of lights to make it sparkle." What do engra what 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 <laughs> what do engravings entail? They're runes. I got tons of runes. What do the runes do? Well, I got two on today, good sir. Are they like scrolls? No, they're not. That's why they're runes. So he uh, he kind of takes a look at them. He's like, the first thing I got on here is a rune carver's do-it-yourself set, if you want one. We also got today, fresh off the presses, a rune of impact, as well as a rune of tune. Ooh. Oh, what, so what does the do-it-yourself kit provide? It provides you one rune carver. Ooh. What can you... So do I have to, like, learn how to carve runes, or...? Indeed, it's a do-it-yourself kit. Oh. Is there, like, instructions for a beginner, or...? Nope! That's sold separate. Battery's not included? No, I don't have any. <laughs> it says do-it-yourself kit, but it's only the rune carver, because I'm terrible. Uh... <laughs> so what do the runes do? The rune of impact. All right. Today, the rune of impact is, let me take a look at you gentlemen. Uh, does anyone have a con uh, that is less than 11? A con uh, score? Actually, nope. Nope. Nope, I don't. All right, looks like any of you could get this rune as he kind of looks at you through like a spyglass. <laughs> and he's like, well, what it'll do is when you get smacked or when you start to smack, depending on where you put it, you could get a little bit more oomph. So I'll do it. you take that and out of game to know is you'll do it. I'll do it. Do what? <laughs> Wilhelm wants to get smacked and get more oomph. Out of character, what this does is you activate the rune, and then the rune will provide you either a plus two to damage when you attack, uh, this lasts for an hour, or a plus two to damage reduction. So if you got hit for ten uh, points of damage, you would take two instead. You only take, and it only happens for an hour. Is it a one-time use? Uh, it is recharged on long rest. And what does the rune of tune do? The Rune of Tune! Let me take a look at you, gentlemen. Is that T-O-O-N or T-U-N-E? T-U-N-E. Uh, does anyone have a charisma score less than 15? No. Yep. No. Nope. Okay. For any of those of you who do have a charisma score for uh, less than 15, you wouldn't be able to purchase this. It allows you to play an instrument a lot better for about an hour. It's always good for those quick... I could have used that about five minutes ago. <laughs> Pro I don't know what you were doing five minutes ago, but probably... How much is that? That one? Uh, so each, uh, so the Rune of Impact is actually gonna run you a quick 150 good ones. Uh, the Rune of Tune is only gonna cost you 100 good ones, and the Rune Carver is about 30 gold. Do you have a Rune Carver starting kit? Like, blank runes and maybe some- Nope, you gotta get the materials yourself, Sonny. I'll take the Rune Carver kit. Alrighty, let me see if I can pack it up. What else do these friends over here want? Anybody else want some of these things? I'll take the Runa Tune. I probably should have shopped around first to see if there's any other cool stuff, but... 
Uh, those are the those are the only ones we've got for now. Uh, here today. Are there any other like booths that have jumped? Like any other vendors? No. How I'm actually ruling it is that there's a list of vendors that I have on Main Street. When you guys pass by it, uh, usually once per day, you'll be able to stop by a different place. So uh, Rooney's will be a place that you can either default to go back to, or you could go to a different one by rolling a die. Do you? eventually stock up on rune supplies to carve your own or no i'll definitely have some more in well like more runes or carve it yourself runes well a little bit of both i've got a couple of rune carvers breathweaver there's a library across the street if you want to read up on runes just go there yeah you can go there i meant like material okay you're being lazy again so the rune carver is 30 gp so you're gonna fork it up oh yeah no i did that i thought i already did that yes all right one rune carver is sold. Uh, to you. You, you want the rune tune? Mm, I mean, I will decide if he wants to just come back and steal it later. <laughs> what is this, Divinity 2? Then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you have no right to speak on that. All right. This, it's, it's tempting. Ooh, but I mean, I'm strapped for gold. No problem, good sir. Get away from my tent. <laughs> as we walk away i ask us hey andrew don't you have like that didn't you write down a rune carving yeah i have a yeah i have a rune you've got a rune well he has he has a symbol for a rune i don't think you have yeah i don't think you have the rune i think you have the symbol that was in the armor yeah, yeah. symbol well, you, you copied from the armor you want me to take a look at it i maybe could you know see what it does we know what it does i know what it does oh what does it do? So you can apply this. <gasps> Make him pay. Yeah. <laughs> so you can apply this rune. <laughs> okay. Free to, information. And I guess. once it's magic, once it's magically applied, it will tempt people <laughs> to come close to it and will entrap it. it entrap any suspecting victims. Oh, jeez. Can I see that rune? No, don't show him the rune. Not without him paying for it. I I only have the inscription for the rune. I don't have an actually and, uh, charged rune. All right, and, that's it's fine. Do you want to show him the inscription of the rumor now? It seems like your party doesn't want you to. Not for free. I'm not going. Uh, I would say, fair price, I could show it to you. There you go. Hmm, let's see. Uh, so, there's no bargaining role, but... How does, hmm. Charisma. That seems like an interesting one. But the thing is, is it could be a tiered rune, so it would be bad if I saw it and didn't know how to make it. Uh, let's see. Out of curiosity, would I just be able to take a quick peek for 25 GP? We don't know how much it's worth. Maybe we should, that's, hmm. Well, I mean, if it's something he could carve, then it sounds, how much is the other stuff? Yeah, he's selling runes for 100 GP. If we give him a free blueprint for one, he's going to be starting making more and more gold. Well, it's not necessarily work like that. So he kind of just lays down. So instead of going to the library to learn about runes, you're going to get it from Rooney for a quick bit here. He's going to say, well, there's two ways. So it's either there's a basic rune, like the ones I'm selling here, or there's tiered runes. So tiered runes are a little bit different. Now, I could just take any sort of substance, usually some sort of grounded up rock, and then make a rune. Now, there's certain other ones that are tiered runes that would require different types of items and wouldn't know how to make it without instructions. You can tell. It was carved on a piece of armor. Which is why I wanted to know if I'd see it for 25 GP. If instructions are so important, why don't you give them the breath weaver? If it's something you can make, would you raise the price after peeking at it? If you allow me to make it, I'll give it to you from the materials. So he's saying if you show him... 
uh, he'll he'll give you 25 GP, and if you want to make it, if you just provide him the materials, he'll make it. All right. I'll show, I'll show it to him. All right, you gain 25 GP. And he takes a look at it. He's like, yep, that's a tiered rune for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm not entirely sure how to make this one. I'm sorry, buddy. But maybe if you had some instructions, I'd be able to do it. It was carved on a piece of armor. Good to know. I, virtual well, armor. Well, it, w- it was worth a shot. Thank you. No problem. As we're leaving, I want to cast... I'm going to kind of walk into an alley and cast um, silent image of a giant ugly dragon (laughs) (laughs) and then attempt to steal the rune of tune with my uh mage hand you know what is actually fantastic so as you do that uh you're able to see oh god there's an ugly dragon as soon as you cast a very ugly dragon you see a small dwarf run up to the uh cart the tent that he's at and you see uh you you see the dwarf yells at him Hey, mister, watch out, there's a dragon! And he looks around, he's like, oh my god! And she swipes the <laughs> rune of tune and then runs runs off towards the northwest. I knew you were going to do this to me. After her! That was actually planned. I'm sorry, buddy, that was there. Plot-wise, this happens. Yeah, so you see someone scamper off with the uh, with the rune of tune and head, head northwest towards where you perceive to be the orphanages. Why did that look like a very small Wilhelm? Elagos puts his hand on Owl's shoulder. Congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> eh, I'm just more happy that that guy doesn't have it. He was kind of a dick. So if I remember correctly, last session, Aul showed um, Mina what Wilhelm looked like. Is that like a miniature Wilhelm that we just saw run around? It's a it's a little Wilhelm. <laughs> it's a it's 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 a little Wilhelm clothing. Like you can't really see the face, but you can see the beard. It's uh, Wilhelm. See... It's Wilhelm. 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 Uh, Lil Helm. So we've got Big Half and we've got Lil Helm. If you guys want to either pursue the person that just stole something, or if you just want to keep on heading towards the orphanage, they're both in the same direction. Well, I look at Aul and say, "Well, you were gonna steal it, so I guess it's up to you if you want to chase after." Does anyone know I was gonna? I don't think I told anyone I was gonna steal it. Does anybody know that he was gonna steal it? No. You I cast never... a giant dragon for some reason. No one knows I cast it. I walked into an alley by myself. Oh, you I didn't okay. see. You didn't see him cast no dragon. It's Owl, we can infer. Actually, no one's ever seen me cast a spell before. This is true. Yeah, you guys are in the dark right now. I will playing 3D chess on you on you fools right now. Chess is 3D, Vin. <laughs> hey, I know I know how to play that, apparently. You actually do know how to play 3D chess. 4D chess. So you uh so what's the plan, guys? Are you just gonna are you gonna attempt to like run it down to chase it or just like lazily just go like eh, you know, whatever. I have a feeling she'll go back to the orphanage. Yeah. You get you get that good feeling. So I guess that you guys are going to uh, you all kind of I guess are done with uh um with Mr. Rooney's uh stand. Is there anything else you guys want to do right now uh there? Oh uh, no, nah. Uh, so as you guys kind of go up north uh, northwest to the end of the road, uh you follow the young dwarf uh up the main street off to the northwest, and as you approach uh this opening, you see a grand building uh crafted out of what seems to be solid oak in a large lawn, overgrown and teeming with flowers. Uh, it's locked away behind a uh, dark, wrought iron fence. Uh, and you see the small dwarf uh, push open the seemingly locked gate, and it flies open with a screech. Uh, it runs up to the stairs and into the large oaken doors within. And as you approach closer now, uh, you can see uh, that the walls are laden with ivy, and dust sparkles uh, from the windows above. 
And on a signpost above it, it reads, A Future for All Lost Lambs, where the journey begins, Rose Garden. And that's where we're going to end the session. Thanks for listening to this episode of Good Job Adventures. If you like what you just heard, be sure to let us know by rating the podcast on your preferred listening platform. It really helps us out a lot. For questions about the cast, business inquiries, or if you know where they hid the money, contact us at goodjobadventures at gmail.com. For everything else, follow us on Twitter at GJAdventures. We promise we'll maybe follow back. Be sure to tell your friends about us, or your enemies, we're not picky. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.